It is time for another episode of the Todd Pod. Today we're going to be joined by Terry Evans to talk about the 1993 OU win at Kansas, the last time the Sooners did so. But first, we have to thank our great sponsors here at the Todd Pod. MidFirst Bank, FireLakeJobs.com, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, Oklahoma Ford Dealers. Don't forget to drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. My Ford Edge, I clocked it the other day, 186,000 miles we've got on her now, and she's still running strong. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. We also want to thank Next Generation Roofing and Two Fellas Moving. Let's face it, you can't just ask your buddy to come help you move anymore. My dad's helped me move in the past. He hates it. He probably hates me because of it. No need to call your family members or friends and ask them if they've got a truck you can borrow. Just call two fellas that have moved everything and anything at Two Fellas Moving. You can reach them at twofellas.com. They'll give you a quote on your move with no strings attached. And it is time for spring clean here coming up. So if you need a, a junk haul services or dumpster rentals, they can do that as well at Two Fellas Moving. Go check them out online at two, that's the number two, fellas.com. Now let's get on to the Todd Pod. Welcome back into another edition of the Todd Pod. My guest today is Terry Evans. Terry Evans, an Oklahoma prep star at Millwood, four-year starter at Oklahoma, had head coaching stops in high school basketball at Chickasha, at Edmund North, at Midwest City, uh, famously where he coached with a really good girls coach at one time named Tim Lizenby. Uh, we may <laughs> talk about that a little bit. But also uh, Terry Evans coached for a long time at UCO, got the Broncos to the Elite Eight in the NCAA tournament in 2008. Most recently was at Southwestern Oklahoma State University where he got Swasu into the NCAA tournament in 2022. But Coach Evans, which I still call you Coach Evans. I know uh, I know some people call you Terry Evans, but you're Coach Evans to me. Coach, I wanted to bring you on today to talk about something completely different because this Saturday the Sooners go to Allen Fieldhouse for the last time in conference play, and you were a point guard and had a big game the last time Oklahoma won in Kansas back in 1993. Before we get into that game, let's talk about that team back in 92-93. You guys had Bryant Van, Jeff Webster, uh, Angelo Hamilton, Brian Salier on that team. It was a team that probably, looking back, underachieved a little bit. Can you can you just kind of yeah. tell us about that cast of uh, characters that you guys had that year? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, were, we were good. You know, we just uh, won some games that we probably weren't supposed to win, and we definitely lost some games that we weren't supposed to lose. But all in all, you know, back then, if you won 20 games, which we did every single year I was there, 20, game, 20 wins didn't guarantee that you would get into the tournament, kind of like it does now. So we thought we were in. Obviously, we finished uh, in the middle of the Big Eight. Um, we won at Kansas. We were the only team to win at, at Kansas. And we had a pretty good year. We were we were up and down. I remember early in the year we played at Duke, and we were tenth in the nation. So we went from tenth in the nation to not getting into the tournament. So we obviously lost some games that we probably weren't supposed to lose. But great group of guys. Um, you know, I think four or five of us were from Oklahoma, including the the late great Ryan Miner. You know, Ryan was a freshman that yep. year when I was a senior. Uh, we had Jeff Webster, who was an All American, played in the NBA. I think a year or two. Uh, Brian Van, myself, a um, um, couple out of state, you know, Jeff Webb, um, I'm sorry, Brian Sawyer. Um, we, we were good. I mean, we definitely had a good starting five. We weren't real deep, but uh, we put some games together, including that, that last win in 1993. Woo! 
That was a long time ago. Are you, are you the... I, I had hair. You had hair. 1993. Are you shocked, Coach, that it's been that long and they haven't won at Kansas since? I am. I am. They've had chances to win. You know, I follow them, and they've had at least three or four years where they could have could have finished that game and won. But Kansas is always good, and they they even if you get a lead on them, they always storm back, and they always get a mysterious call here or there to <laughs> to kind of help them get over the hump. So you have to you have to go in there. And you got to beat them. You got to outplay them. You got to give yourself a lead so you have a little cushion. And that's that's kind of what we did back in that game 30-something years ago. We will talk about that because you're right. You guys did get a cushion in that game, and they did make a furious comeback at the end and almost got you guys. But you mentioned that Duke game. You guys went earlier that season to Cameron Indoor and took Duke to overtime, a really good Duke team. Yeah. Um, how much, as far as like going to Allen Fieldhouse, did it help you guys that you had gone to Duke and done that? Oh, it helped us tremendously. We we weren't intimidated. You know, back then we were not only were we pretty confident or cocky, whichever way you want to see it, but we had been part of a program that had been number one. We we were the number one seed in in nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty nine, and nineteen ninety. So we felt like we were one of the better teams, you know. I was on the team in eighty nine and, and, and nineteen ninety with that was a number one seed, so you know, myself, Jeff Webster, all those guys on my team, we felt like we were just as good as anybody. We knew our starting five was as good as anybody, including Duke, Kansas. It's just we were young. We had a young bench. And whenever we got in foul trouble or had any type of injuries, we would struggle at times just with our depth. And that's kind of what cost us that year and getting to the NCAA tournament and reaching our ultimate goal. You had 26 that night against Kansas. Uh, the previous year, I think, in Allen Fieldhouse, you had 25 against Kansas. What was it about Allen Fieldhouse that you liked so much? You obviously shot the ball pretty well there. Man, I had some big games against, uh, you know, my my biggest games during my career came against the best teams. For one reason or another, I played great against Kansas. You know, I, I had 26, 27 points against UNLV. The year they won the national championship, uh, big games against Missouri, big games against just a lot of those top teams back then. And I don't know what it was. I mean, we were just we were ready to play. I knew I had to come up and with some big plays and some big shots. But more importantly, we had to control the basketball and not turn it over. And uh, we would go into some of these arenas and we just felt like we owned the place, you know, and, and our coach didn't hurt us. His level of confidence and cockiness just made us feel like we were the best, you know, it didn't matter where we, where we would go to play. We felt like we were supposed to win. So you guys were up 70 to 58 in that game. Kansas makes a late run. They get within one. Uh, I don't know if, if I've ever told you this or not, coach, you know, I told you our passive cross, my dad coached boys ba or girls basketball when you were coaching boys basketball, Midwest city, but that was on a Wednesday night and we were coming home from church and one of our favorite pastimes as kids was my dad would take us to Blockbuster Video on Wednesday nights on the way home from church. And we could go in and rent a video game. And I remember telling him, like, I don't want a video game, Dad. I want to listen to the end of this game on the radio. And I remember Bob Berry <laughs> Sr. with the call when you hit yeah. the three to put, put OU up four, 79-75. Uh, and then Kansas, you, you may want to forget this part, but you made one out of two free throws with 18 seconds left, which gave Kansas a chance mm -hmm. to maybe tie it at the buzzer. 
with the three. Yeah. Uh, can you take us through that last four or five minutes when it probably felt like momentum was starting to turn their way a little bit when the crowd at Allen Fieldhouse was getting into it? Yeah, we knew the longer the game went with Kansas being behind and us just being ahead, period, it puts more pressure on Kansas. And, you know, we made some big shots. I think we got up. I remember being up 10, 72-62. But you say we were up uh, as much as 12. But I knew we had some cushion so we could milk the clock each possession. I think back then it was maybe a 45-second shot clock. So once it got down to four minutes, in my mind, I'm thinking we got maybe five possessions if we do this thing right, you know. And so we were just running four out, one in moving the basketball, trying to kill some time. Whether we scored or not, we did not want to turn the ball over. And probably not the best way to play because that's the kind of playing not to lose. And they got a couple steals, got right back in the game, cut it to one, and I'm looking around like, man, you know, we've worked our butts off. we played great, and we're about to get his, get his game back to Kansas. And I just knew it was about a minute left, and I said, we're going to run this clock down. And you guys better pass me that gun ball. I'm going to take this shot. So I found a little opening. You know, we were just passing and moving. We weren't running anything real structured, just four out, one in, uh, passing and cutting and passing and moving. And I saw an opening. Uh, the guy that was guarding me, I think Adonis Jordan, kind of turned his head on the ball. And I ran opposite of where he was and caught it and put it up. And, uh, you know, good Lord made it go in, put us up four. And we celebrated probably too early, got back, got back on defense, and, man, they cut it to one like that. You know, no time kind of hardly went off the clock, and we knew they had to foul. But we knew if we just made one free throw and played a foul game, we could win because we would be up three, right? Or if we made both free throws, which I could have sworn that my second free throw that I missed popped in and popped out. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> – we're up three, so we're thinking we're going to play the foul game. We're going to foul them, and we were playing very aggressive on defense because if we foul them, they shoot two free throws. You know, they can't make a three. And uh, referees kind of let some stuff go on, and they got two clean threes off and could have tied the game, which just would have been miserable. Uh, shots felt didn't go in, and we got the rebound, and that was the game. So we celebrated, and we knew right then – we had been up and down all year. We knew right then with that win, that put us in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament. And what ended up happening is the worst team in the league, I think at that time, was Missouri, the eighth seed. There was only eight teams back then. They ended up winning the conference tournament, which obviously knocked the team out because they weren't going to put like five out of eight teams in or six out of eight teams in the NCAA tournament. That's how we got left out of the NCAA tournament, in my opinion, because we won 20 games and didn't get into the tournament, which I don't know if that's ever been done before. Our RPI was high. We played a tough tough strength of schedule. Had some big wins, but um, did, didn't reach our goal, and you know we had been a pretty good program up until that point. You the mentioned before, playing – I think we were the four seed. I was just going to say, you mentioned playing the foul game. Back then it was all one and one, too. So they would have had to make the front end, then miss a second shot, right, and get a rebound. You're right. You're right. Coach Tubb should have told us that. Yeah, his fault. (laughs) (laughs) You speak of Coach Tubb. I mean, the way I was thinking and the way I know two or three of my other teammates were thinking, we were trying to – we were going to foul. Now, we didn't want to make it what they would call intentional or anything, you know, but we wanted to foul, 
we didn't want them to get a three off. But, you know, they move the ball so quick, they make two or three passes, and it's going up. You mentioned Coach so, Tubbs. But, you know, we, we lost Coach Tubbs back in 2020. I just want I, I just yeah. want to get your – I know you probably can't tell uh, many Coach Tubbs stories that are, un, that are uh, censored because if you censor them, it probably <laughs> takes away – the best part yeah. of the story, but what was it like playing for Coach Tubbs at OU? I mean, the Billy Ball era, people my age still talk about it. It's still nostalgia-wise, people love yep. it. Yeah, it's incredible. I got a picture in my in my classroom that has 173 to 101 on it, and all the kids come by and ask me, hey, what's that, Coach? They, I mean, they, you just couldn't believe that teams could score that many points in a game. And we scored 97 points and a half. And I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to just go watch an OU game or watch it on TV just to see how they could consistently put up 70 points and a half. Like, how do you score 70 points and a half? And they were doing it all the time, every half. First half, they would have 60 and everybody's ticked off. <laughs> you know, but just to watch a game. Nowadays, you watch games and what is 30 to 28. And everybody's playing such great defense. But in reality, it's a lot of bad offense going on nowadays, too, because back then, all of our guards could, could dribble. We could, we could penetrate and pass. We could shoot the three. We could defend. There was, there was no such thing as a, um, a, a driver and a shooter. I mean, back then, you, you could do it all. You had to be able to do it all to play at that level or you weren't a legit, you know, big, big A player. Before everybody you got guys that can shoot, you got guys that can that that assist guys. You know, you got to be able to do it all really to be a, a player at that level. Yeah. Before we wrap it up, coach, I just want to ask you about this Kansas series. How sad are you that uh, it may be the end of OU's yearly journey up to Allen Fieldhouse? Well, I know nowadays, you know, everybody wants the the next best thing, and everybody's ready to go to the SEC, especially in football. But it's going to be some. Um, some neat places that we used to go to that were lost. Just as remember, we used to go to Nebraska, Missouri back in the day, and people got over that. So people would get over not going to Oklahoma State, not going to Kansas. Um, they'll probably miss the in state kids will probably miss not going to Oklahoma State more so than going to Kansas. And oh, you hadn't won at Kansas in so long that it's probably a good thing that they don't have to go back to Kansas. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I mean, I still remember it like it was yesterday, 1993. I, it's almost yeah. like a badge of pride for those of us that grew up as OU fans. It's, you know, there's like the Saints fans used to wear the bag over their head that say ain't. It's almost like you just expect <laughs> to lose when you go to Kansas now. Uh, but I still mm -hmm. do remember that magical Wednesday night back in 1993 when you guys got it done. I can't believe it's been 31 years. My dog can't believe yep. it either. As you can, uh, but it would be something else if the Sooners could win in their final Bedlam game on Saturday or their final uh, game against Kansas on Saturday, like OSU did in Bedlam this year in football. Do have you seen yeah. OU play much this year, and do you like what you've seen from the Sooners? Do you think they have a good chance on Saturday? Yeah, I really like what I see. They they're athletic. They they play great defense. Uh, they really compete. I mean, they have to compete. Our coach is going to kill them. You know, he's so intense over. <laughs> But offensively, I wish they relaxed a little more. I wish they made more shots, obviously. You know, I missed that part of the game. I love seeing great defense, but there's nothing wrong with seeing the ball go in the hole. 
and they're going to have to do that Saturday in order to win at Kansas. They're going to have to score some points. Uh, some guys that don't normally make shots are going to have to step up and make some shots. And that's just how it is when you go play a, what what are they ranked, second or third in the nation? Yep. And they're still good. When you go play a team like that on the road, you got to play well. But they're going to play great D every game. That's one thing about Coach Moser and his staff. They got those guys going. They're athletic. They're tough. And uh, we'll be rooting for them. Well, Coach, I just want to tell you thanks, first of all, for carving out some time to talk to us today. And then also I want to let you know that uh, certainly keeping you and yours in uh, my thoughts and prayers, I know that, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in your personal life. I don't want to throw all that out there if you don't want to, but I just want you to know that I've been thinking about you a lot because I certainly know about some of that stuff that's going on. And I, I'm uh, I'm honored to have known you. You were People don't know this, but and it's a long story that I don't have time to tell here, but for half of a class, uh, half of a, C- a year, you were my theory of coaching basketball teacher at UCO, which it might be top of the list of one of the one of the most blow off classes someone's ever took and w- taken when a coach's son takes a theory of coaching basketball class. <laughs> well, hopefully we had fun and you learned something. <laughs> I did. I, I thought the first tests were funny because it was like you know how high is the rim? <laughs> and I was like, this is great. Why aren't all my classes like this? But I've always respected you. I know uh, you know we we go back a long way. Um, my dad always tells stories. He was fielding calls from Coach Shashevsky when you were out of the office uh, recruiting Sheldon Williams and, you know, from all the from mm-hmm. all the co- Kelvin Sampson recruiting D'Angelo Alexander and all those guys. So I know uh, I've, yeah. I've respected uh, you for a long, long time and certainly appreciate you uh, joining me today and taking some time. Hey, thanks, man. You're doing great, too. You keep up the good work. Thanks, okay? Coach. I'll I appreciate it. That's Terry Evans. This is the Todd Pod. Big thanks to you for watching or listening today. Don't forget to like or subscribe on YouTube or wherever. Uh, We appreciate you joining us right here on the Todd Pod.